To the Dave Lee Down Under podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Dave Lee. And I'm not. And you're not. Your old mate, Rick, joining us once again on the show. And this is episode six. Can you believe it? We've made it six weeks in without getting cancelled. <laughs> Cancel yourself. Yes. Well, yeah, I guess I'm in control of that, so it's not as impressive. But anyway, we've got a uh, really big show today. Oh, God. As a. Reference that I'm sure most people who are listening to this Just probably don't even get. Um, but yeah, it is, it's going to be a really, really big show today. Um, a whole lot of stuff to talk about. Of course, this episode's going out on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Don't know about Amazon Podcasts. Haven't heard back yet, so we'll see what's going on with that eventually, I'm Slackers. sure. I know, I know. I'm, I'm sure we'll hear back, maybe. I might get on that. Anyway, um, all the major podcasting platforms. The Visual Element is also available to view on YouTube, which goes out two days earlier to the Patreon supporters. So they get set two whole days earlier. But that does, of course, go out for free um, on the Monday as well. Yeah, exactly. But if you'd like to support the channel for as little as a dollar a month, Cheapo. you can you can do that by going over to patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. You're a cheap ass, you know that. I am a cheap ass, yeah. We said so that last so week. Says. Yeah, you said that joke last week too. <laughs> um, I'll keep saying it until yeah. she doesn't. <laughs> uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, of course, over on Twitter and Instagram. Just search me, I'll pop up. Otherwise, there's the links uh, in the description down uh, uh, at the bottom of every podcast on YouTube and the podcasting platforms as well. If you want to write into the show, you can shoot an email to DaveLeePod at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast platforms, please leave a review and a rating. It does help. Good ones. Yeah. Not, bad ones. <laughs> not the bad ones. Just the good ones. Um, and of course, as we said at the top, old mate Rick is joining us once again. Howdy doody. How are you guys? Hope everyone's okay. I think they're doing okay. I think they're doing all right. Oh, Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> physically we hope. Mentally, yeah. who knows? Well, who knows? It is still With lockdowns and stuff here. In I Melbourne know. Still. Well, well, we're still in lockdown here in Melbourne. This is a recurring theme every week. Yeah, <sighs> it'll continue to be one for a while. I think. I know. I think so. It's very unfortunate. Um, it gets better, and then it just sort of. Well, we've had we've had a few days of under ten cases a day. Yeah, and then it goes. The up last again. couple of days has been over ten. So. Yeah. The uh, the government wants to get the government wants to get the uh, numbers down to what five a day or something. Yeah, the average, average of the five average over fourteen be, days. Yeah. Well, so, uh, we'll see. We're getting there. If people stop being morons, they might. I get know. There. We've had all these idiots out there protest doing the like anti-mask protests and just just being stupid. Just chill out, guys. Just chill out for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, and, and we can just, all get out. Let's get through it, man. It's we want crazy. to get out as much as you do too, know. you know. Like, come on, uh, let us all get out. Well, we've uh, again had not a very eventful week in lockdown. Your mate returned. Did which, he? Which one? Your mate, the uh, courier. The courier. Driver. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in fact, twice. Was he here this morning too? Yeah, he oh, he right. dropped. He dropped in. Those who have been listening and mm-hmm. heard last week's 
show, we had a courier pull up yeah. in our driveway and sat there for 45 minutes, <laughs> parked in our driveway, because, and he said because, because there was nowhere else to park. Yeah. Well, don't park in my bloody driveway, mate. Yeah. Park in somebody else's. I don't care what you do. You're here to deliver parcels. Yeah. Deliver them. But turned out he didn't deliver anything to us. It, it was next door. Us, yeah. So he came yesterday, day before? Oh, a couple day of days before. ago. Yeah, yeah. He came and he was very sheepish. Very, he, very timid. He was in and out. And then again, then again, this morning, he rocks up and brings us those. Oh, yeah. Well, he's bringing us the goods. So we've got, yeah, well, he, and, he was, and he was in and out real quick. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, I, I took... Um, real quick. For those who aren't listening, uh, who the, for those who are listening and not watching, we've got a couple of PS4 games delivered. Crash 4 and Star Wars Squadrons. See how they yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. Keep us, I mean, keep I a couple of other things in with that, but that's... Uh, yeah, just some random bits and pieces, but yeah, exactly. uh, but yeah, I thought it was funny. I took the delivery from him the other day and he threw it up on the veranda, and, <laughs> and I said, and I said, thank you, and, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> ran away. Oh, geez, so funny. I didn't, oh, I didn't get guy. to see him this morning. Someone else, oh, someone else that lives in the house, um, yeah, took the received delivery. the delivery this morning. Oh, so. poor guy, poor guy. I'm sure he gets his fair share of cranky old men. What are you calling me cranky? <laughs> I suppose the fact, we were into, the fact we were into Disneyland, where was it, Disney Disney in um, Paris, Paris Disney, yeah. and uh, you found a, what was it? A, a oh, the Grumpy. Seven, seven Dwarfs. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 the Grumpy. Seven Dwarfs. I'm a Grumpy, grumpy. old man or something, I yeah. wanted to buy it you for You should me. have bought it. should have bought it. You weren't impressed. Um, we've, I thought it was funny. Because <laughs> um, I know I'm a Grumpy old bastard. Oh, you are. <laughs> we've... Um, um, again, uneventful week of watching. So, well, I suppose we watched some good stuff. Last week we watched, um, of course, we like to keep you updated with what movies and stuff we're watching at the moment. Last weekend we got a couple of new movies in. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, we've had a few sales. JB Hi-Fi, um, well, at the time this podcast goes out, the sale's finished, uh, but they've had a buy one, get Unless one free. Unless you're a Patreon. Unless you're a patron, yeah, it's still going. If you're listening to this on the Saturday, JB Hi-Fi, buy one, get one free, plus a 20% off, although the 20% off doesn't stack on top of the buy one, get one free. Um, but, yeah, but they've had some really cheap stuff, and Amazon's been doing the same deal. So I finally picked up a bunch of new films, which is awesome. Yeah, it's good. Um, so We've well, stuck watching old shit for a while. Yeah, I know. That stuff that just piles up in the cupboard that's oh, been there for there's, three or four probably, years. There's probably a couple hundred of them we're going to get through. I know. <laughs> and it's always the bottom of the barrel stuff. It's like, oh, it's good, but... Let's get some new, great, good stuff in, like yeah. really good. So this weekend we got around to 1917. Yeah. Oh. That was good. So good. Really enjoyed that. Brilliant, Phil. It was something we – what did we had We had um, preview tickets for that? Um, I, I don't – I think you had preview tickets, but you were overseas. Yeah, I think so, and you couldn't go. Yeah, 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 yeah. you couldn't go. And then um, you, my friends over at Universal Home Video – uh, sent me a copy of it on, <laughs> yeah, on 4K. Yeah, they sent me the 4K disc when it came out, like at the beginning of the pandemic, yep. and it never came. It never arrived. It never arrived. So it got lost in the post. Like that was – like the post is really slow at the moment. Things are going missing. Things are arriving damaged. But the beginning of the pandemic, it was awful. We've got an issue with Zavi stuff at the moment, haven't well, you? Well, yeah. Well, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I've, I'm like uh, on and off with Zavi because it's like – I might order like four discs from them or six discs and they ship them all individually. And I've emailed them about it. I'm like, why the hell why? do you do this? And they're like, oh, well, our warehouse is so large and we have so many items. Some it's, dickhead it's doesn't not- want to walk 
exactly 50 right. across the other side of the way yeah, so and pull it out of a box. Every time, like they send them all out individually and I'll get like three in a day and then they'll slowly trickle in over the course of like two or three weeks. I had one order of four discs. Three discs arrived two weeks ago. I'm still waiting on the fourth one. I've had to contact them today. It's great. Just put them all in a box, in one box, instead of like four little satchels. Like, it's more expensive. It's costing them a fortune. To, it's to, crazy. To, because you only pay the one shipping oh, Yeah, exactly right. Um, but at the beginning of the pandemic, everything, like every second parcel was going missing. Like we had stuff take two months to arrive. Yeah, exactly. It was really bad. Uh, so anyway, my copy of 1917 disappeared. <laughs> I don't know where it is. Some happy courier has got it somewhere. Um, but uh, we... We finally but, bought. I, but no, but you, the the um, the um, supplier was sent, supposedly sent you a second one. Remember? Yeah, I think they were, I. I don't know. They said they were going to like sort it out. I don't know if that happened in the end. I think it just got too late because oh, okay. they wanted me to review it, and it was just like I spent out for a few weeks now. Let's not worry about it. Um, but that's okay. Well, I did buy that in a buy one get one free um, eventually, and I paired that one with Little Women. Which we also watched this weekend. Yeah. What did you think of that one? Little Women. Which one was that? That's the one with the, the Little Women uh, with um, uh, Florence Pugh and Emma Watson and. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Saoirse Ronan. Only, that was only what, a couple of days ago. Too. That was the day before 1917, yeah. Yeah. Last weekend. Old man memory. Yeah. Um, it was okay. Yeah. Not usually your kind of film, that one, not, but... Not normally, it was okay. It was not something that I'd sort of go out of my way to yeah. watch again, but... Mm. I loved it. I if it if really it's good. on, I'll watch it. It's a oh, great cast. The cast is fantastic. And it's just a very joyful movie. Well, there's some pretty sad bits, but I thought it was just, just a fun film. I enjoyed mm. that one. We got around to X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, this, If you've been listening, you know we've been going through the X-Men films. You loved it so much, you... Fell asleep, asleep ten minutes had in. A, had a had a bit of a snooze halfway through for about half an hour. Yeah, and woke up and hadn't really missed much. Yeah, it was awful. It was, like I I really liked it. Wasn't, the, wasn't great. The first hour was great, but the last yeah, that's, I was awake through the first hour. Oh, it's so bad. Well, apparently, what happened right was because this got caught up in the Disney buyout of Fox. So because Fox owned the X Men films yep. before Disney bought Fox out. And now Disney owns the X-Men films, obviously. But that film got caught up in that buyout, so they kept putting it off. But before that, they were having troubles. They were reshooting and reshooting. They pushed the film off a couple of times. Same thing that's happened with the New Mutants. Like, they had four or five release dates before it finally came out. So X-Men Dark Phoenix, apparently the ending, like the uh, the filmmaker who, who did it, like, had the whole thing, like, obviously planned it all out. It was, like, really great. And then Disney stepped in and was like, hang on a minute. This is, like, the ending was apparently really similar to Captain Marvel. So they okay. said, no, you have to reshoot it. So they made them reshoot the entire ending of the film. Apparently it was supposed to be, like, a space battle um, where uh, Jean Grey, the, the Dark Phoenix, was, like, you know, in her super-powered form, flying through space, beating aliens, like, essentially the same thing that happens at the end of Captain Marvel. It was supposed to be, like, scrolls in it who were the uh, green aliens that were mm. in Captain Marvel. It was apparently, like, really similar. Oh, and the director said, like, it was also really similar to Civil War, where the <laughs> X-Men were supposed to be, like, something like a rift happened in the team and they were like, so Disney was like, no, we're not having that. 
because the the Dark Phoenix came out before Captain Marvel, so it would have been like, oh, Captain Marvel. Oh, be, spoiler. You know, even if they're both like in production at the same time, whatever comes out first did it first, right? So they were like, yeah, I have to re. So that whatever they did with the ending, the reshot ending was awful. Of course, That's them, terrible. You know, the the uh, Marvel, the Marvel, not the Marvel, the um, Captain America, was it Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel, yeah. Captain. <laughs> Captain Marvel. <laughs> that, that was their biggest franchise, so they had well, to protect yeah. that. Well, exactly right. The they MCU changed the ending no. of that. Um, so anyway, that was okay. Like we've working way through the exit. We've watched all the ones we haven't watched now. We just got to get around to rewatching Deadpool's the two Deadpool's, which will be interesting to see now that we've seen all the X Men's. Yes, yeah, to kind of get all the little properly. in jokes and stuff. Yep. And Logan, which we have watched, but yep. I'm looking forward to going back. to I didn't that. mind Logan. I loved it. That was yeah, good. I didn't mind it at all. But I think my favorite one, uh, my favorite one so far, is the Wolverine. It was so good. Yeah. Or, or even like Days of Future Past. Brilliant. That was good. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't know. I might do a ranking video for the X Men one day. I'm writing little hundred word bits on each of them, and one day when it comes relevant, I might. Um, we watched um, the new Disney Plus movie Clouds yesterday. Again, we're embargoed on this uh, until mm-hmm. next Tuesday, so I can't say anything. Um, it's that uh, biopic. Um, I'm not going to say anything because I because I know the more I say, the more the, yeah. the more you say, the more you're going to say. Hole. Um, no, it's it's uh, it's a movie and it's going on Disney Plus and we we've, we've watched it. I'm embargoed to it. Um, so my review will be next Tuesday. It lands on Disney Plus next Friday on the 16th. Uh, so yeah, um, we television shows wise, we finished the third season of a Yellowstone. Woo! Oh, it ended. How good it. is it? Oh man, it's good. It just gets better. I just and better. can't wait for season four now. I oh, know another year. We're gonna wait a year. Filming at the moment, are they? Yeah, or? they're filming. Apparently, they've just started filming again, and um, so like next July, I think it'll be back. I would be excited, uh, exciting rather. And um, we started the great last night mm. with um, Al Fanning. Yeah, really, oh, actually, brilliant. really good. We watched the first two. Yeah, really good. Really good. Really good. Just. Just a Funny. really offbeat. It's sort of yeah. sort of like a, it's almost a dark comedy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, dark, twisted, just weird. Yeah. It's, it was done by the guy who did the favorite. I can't pronounce his name. I'm not even gonna try. He did the favorite, and he did the lobster, which were both just the really lobster. Weird. Yeah, that was that was a good film. Oh, I love that. Which we've watched recently. Um, yeah. That's very similar. If you're familiar with those two, very similar. And yes, um, Al Fanning and Nicholas Holt, and they're yep. both brilliant in it. Brilliant, really, really Beast. good. Really, really Nicholas good. Holt, Beast? Yeah, Beast from the X Men. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Nice little, nice little segue <laughs> there. And uh, here's another nice little segue. What do you hear? Oh, you, you were too early this too, week. Oh, you were too early. You ready? ready? Let's go again. What's that sound? Perfect. You got it. Beautiful. Perfect. For those listening, of course, old mate Rick has to whip out his cowboy hat every time it's time yeah, for. I'm going to pull you up the, on that. Yeah. We don't have cowboys in Australia. Well, what do we have? What do we have? We have. Jackaroos and Jillaroos. Oh, there you go. And we have, um, they call them cattlemen. Cattlemen. So you pulled, and that's what the hat is, isn't it? It's your a cattleman. cattleman. All right. So you pulled out your cattleman hat because it's time for. But they're essentially cowboys. Anyway, oh, yeah. it's time for. It's time for the Deadwood update. Woo! Yes. Woohoo. All right. So, as you know, if you've been listening, and if you haven't been listening, you don't know, and we're going to tell you, we've been trying to get through Deadwood. It's our third time we've attempted trying to get through Deadwood. And we're finally up to episodes we haven't seen, which is great. And how many did we watch this week? Two. We've got another two in. <laughs> another two in. It's just a good. show that we just, it's just hard to, it's just a show that's hard to find time for. 
hard to find long episodes, and there's always something better that's on. So anyway, we've got two episodes done, and we're now up to the final episode of Season 1. Yep. We're going to be out of Season so 1 this hopefully, week. Hopefully next week we, we can report we've finished Season 1 yes. and started Season 2. Well, hopefully, yeah. So that's oh, yeah. if we get that's two, two, more. Episodes. <laughs> two more episodes. If it's one, we've got through Season 1. If we get through zero, then... We're still we're still stuck. <laughs> we're still stuck. Um, now, I actually got a, a competition coming up as well. Um, if you're listening on the Saturday, I'm not launching the competition to the Monday. So if you're listening on the Monday or any time after the Monday, the competition to launch, head to my channel. This is uh, for my Australian subscribers only. Um, thanks to my uh, really good friends over at Umbrella Entertainment, I have a copy of SpongeBob Season 9 on DVD to give away. Um, so I'm excited to launch that one. It's just something I just want to give back to the community. Um, I, you, you guys know I love doing my giveaways and stuff, and sometimes it's quite hard to, to organize them through the uh, the Australian um, distributors and stuff. Um, uh, most of my competition in the past have been US-based. US, yeah. So I'm always... And that's, that's, that's because of... Um, it's come from the US yeah, it's come suppliers. from the US. Well, yeah, exactly yeah. right. So the US suppliers um, have given have sent out uh, stuff. So um, I'm always on the lookout for potential giveaways for my Australian subscribers, um, and I've finally found one that uh, looked good, and I think people are going to jump on this. So SpongeBob SquarePants season nine, um, Umbrella Entertainment have just released season nine, ten, and eleven, I believe. So you can go out and buy them on DVD right now in Australia. Uh, but yeah, so head. I've got. I'm going to put out a, a specific video, which is like a giveaway for SpongeBob. On there, you can enter, and I'll draw it in probably a couple of weeks' time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, so if you want to get on and get on it, guys. And of any, course, any any uh, what do you call it um, prerequisites? Um, you have to be a subscriber. Yep. that's the main pre prerequisite. You got to be a subscriber and. There'll be some sort of question. I haven't at the time I'm recording this. I haven't sorted it out. Okay, but we'll. Um, there'll be a question or something you got to answer. Just watch the video and you'll you'll find out. Um, and yeah, so yeah. Um, but there's, it's been another big week. Um, and it's going to be a bit of a somber tone today because it's almost like, I'm really feeling this this state of cinema at the moment is the lack of lack of. It's like the end times. It's it's. I, I feel like a broken record because we're going over this every week. Oh, there's been delays. There's been delays. That's a big one this week. Um, a lot of cancellations, and this is mostly on the back of James Bond twenty five. No time to die. It looked like last week. Looked like Sony were adamant about getting the movie yeah. out there on November twelve in the UK, November twenty five in the US. It looked like. Oh, all guns are blazing. We're ready to go. They ramped up the marketing. They launched a podcast. They put out Billie Eilish's music song, yeah. clip, a new trailer. Well, it's not a new song. It's not new. Their song's been out since the beginning. Yeah. When pandemic, when the movie was supposed to come out, but they put mm. out a new video clip, new trailer, everything ready to go. And uh, this is what we had to say about it last week on the show. I don't know. Is this movie coming out November twelve? Uh, this isn't something I feel like they're going to just slap on streaming. This is something they're going to want to put in cinemas. Oh, it'll go to cinemas. Is it coming out November 12th? <sighs> it probably will. You reckon? I think it, I think it might. Will because, they risk it? Well, <clears throat> just because we can't see it here in Melbourne at the moment, it doesn't mean to say that yeah, you know, Sydney and Brisbane and Well, yeah, Adelaide well, they could. And, I guess they could do that like what they did with Tenet, but Tenet was such a failure. It bombed. Yeah, bombed, didn't it? Especially in, in America when no one went. 
Yeah. So mm. there you go. That's what we were saying last we were week. Wrong. We weren't sure. We weren't sure. No. No, it's not happening. It's been uh, going to surprise us anymore. It's been pushed again. Um, now this was originally on the fourth of March this year, and then it moved to the November slot, which is a traditional spot for James Bond. So they were like, "Oh, yeah, we got a pandemic and everything," but you know, well, I, I think it's probably best we release it in November because James Bond traditionally opens in November, so that's fine, right? Well, no, they've now moved it to second of April, twenty twenty one which is another one that's been pushed over a year after the original release date. And uh, Craziness. It's absolutely the, crazy. The crazy thing about this, right, and this is the weight of James Bond, one of the longest surviving franchises in cinema history. It would have to be the longest. Probably the longest. have to be. It would have to be, other than, well, yeah, 1960s. Six, yeah. So it would be the longest continual was the first continuing one, 63 or something 64 something maybe? like that yeah if you don't count stuff like the universal monsters or anything but like that hasn't been continual like this is the longest i guess continual franchise and the weight of this far out domino effect mm. absolute do- domino effect yep everything just fell behind it didn't it uh-huh well firstly a bunch of movies like literally 2 or 3 days after this have all been postponed again mm. in the wake of, of James Bond, right? The last James Bond film with Daniel Craig. Um, so Universal have pushed back Fast and Furious 9, which moves from April 2nd, 2021 to May 28th, 2021. The original release, the very first release was May 2020. 2020. Sorry, May 22. <laughs> no, jeez. <laughs> a mouthful? Yeah. May oh, 22, Tuesday. 2020, right? So it's, a f- it's another like a full, full year. year. Another full year plus almost a week, right? Universal has also delayed Jurassic World Dominion. That's Jurassic World 3 or Jurassic Park 6 if you're playing at home. Um, they've, <laughs> um, they've delayed that only a couple of days after they revealed the poster for the film. Yeah, Jurassic really? World is coming out. The poster only just came out. Yeah, the, the poster came out like two days before. But did it have a did it have a release date? I don't like think the poster had date? a release date. I think it might have been like a coming soon. So I think they were playing it safe. No. Um, but they've actually had to postpone shooting because I've had an outbreak on the set. Um, Colin Trevorrow, the uh, director behind the film, he tweeted, "Woke up to the news. We had a few positive coronavirus tests on Jurassic World Dominion. All tested negative uh, shortly after, but due to our safety protocols, we're going to pause for two weeks. Back soon." So they've paused production again. They've been filming for a couple of months now. They shut down at the beginning of the pandemic. They started again. They've shut down again, which is something that we're hearing a lot of recently. The Batman did it. Um, and um, they're, they're pushing that until next year. That's coming out in, uh, sorry, no, 20, sorry, 2020, 2022. And I was reading earlier, um, a couple of days ago, that it's it, they haven't they haven't pushed it back to twenty twenty two because of the pandemic. Yeah, they've pushed it back because they don't want it to clash with things like um, uh, what's a Black Widow coming out? Oh yeah, next well, year. well that's the so thing. they've pushed it back that extra year so that it gets free space. Oh yeah, that's the thing because you've got theaters they have these open windows and the studios have to kind of battle to get those. Release dates yeah. and the release slots and the screens and like buy the screens and book the screens, and when everything starts shifting around, fucking everyone's got to yeah. you know follow. Yeah, well, that's what I was reading. They were saying yeah. they've pushed it back, pushed it back because they wanted to have free, 
free space and yeah, to, exactly. to let it yeah. breathe by itself. Mm. And, of course, they want to get their money back on it. So, exactly right. And they're a little bit unsure as to whether people yeah. are, they, they'll be able to get bums on yeah. seats in the cinemas. Well, Warner Brothers has followed suit as well. The Batman moves from October 1, 2021 to March 4, 2022. Um, the original release date was June 25th, 2021. That's another one that's been almost pushed back almost a year. Mm. Um, Warner Brothers have also delayed Dune, which takes Batman's October 1, 2021 slot. Um, and that goes to... a great loss on anything. Well, no, I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I'm, Who knows? June. A lot of people out there are so excited for it. I'm not. I don't know. It looks pretentious to me, but that's just me. Um, I, haven't, I haven't. I don't even watched the trailer or anything. It's got a great so. cast, stacked cast, but I don't know. It's nothing that's really it's interested f- me. June. Got Thanos in it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin is Josh in Brolin it, and, and um, Oscar Isaac yeah. and Timothy Chalamet, whoever his name is. He was in Little Women. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, uh, so that's pushed into 2022 November, so that's essentially like a year back as well. And that was an interesting thing is that was supposed to be the last film that um, uh, Village Roadshow were going to distribute for Warner Brothers here in Australia. But now because of the split between Roadshow and Warner's, no, they won't be handling that. So it was supposed to be that and Wonder Woman, Uh, Village Roadshow, and we'll talk about Wonder Woman in a moment. Um. That's like a December release, apparently. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but the big one, and this is breaking news. Like I was prepared, we were preparing today's podcast when this one broke. I got an email, a press release from Disney. Soul, Pixar's Soul is headed to Disney+. Plus. This, of course, follows a whole bundle of Disney's films which are being delegated to the streamer this year, uh, which includes Artemis Fowl, um, I, uh, one and only Ivan, Hamilton, and, of course, Mulan. Great thing with Soul, though, right, is it's a free-to-access film, which is what Artemis, Ivan, and Hamilton did. They just went on there. No extra charge. You just watch it, right? It's not a premier access thing like Mulan. Um, don't know if this is out of the kindness of Disney's heart or because of the backlash that Disney made people pay 30 bucks to view Mulan um, or whether... There was poor performance of that experiment that they did with, who knows. But Soul is going on there outside of Premier Access. You don't have to pay a single cent extra other than your uh, membership. Um, I would have have paid for it anyway. I would have paid for it. I'm so excited for Soul. It looks really good. And it's funny because I've seen a lot of people out there are actually saying, I would have paid 30 bucks for Soul. But people just obviously weren't willing to pay that $30 for Mulan. Mulan, yeah. I think they just picked the wrong film to experiment with. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the wrong time to experiment with something like that. You've only had people on board less than a year and now mm. you're going, pay me extra 30 bucks. I don't know. But it's just an experiment that has apparently or clearly had, did not pay off the way that Disney wanted to. I've taken to Twitter and I've asked some people on Twitter, uh, my followers on Twitter, I do this every week, one of the big stories, I always put out a, 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 a little a little line, see if people have a little nibble, they want to have a say on the podcast. Um, I, was, I was kind of curious to see what people were thinking about this. Uh, Blake, regular listener and a patron. Thanks, Blake. Uh, Blake says, it'll be sad to see what looks to be such a beautiful film go to streaming. That said, can't think of a better time for them to drop a Pixar film. Most families are connected to Pixar films in some way, so I can picture watching this um, in the Christmas day after a big lunch. Oh, sounds good. That, that sounds, sounds all right. Good. I yeah. think so. 
Uh, Sam uh, writes in, I think majority of Disney's major releases will inevitably move to Disney+. Plus. Movies can only be delayed so many times and the film industry is moving towards digital distribution being its primary revenue source for first-run movies. I agree with that too. A lot of these movies are going to get delayed. It's only a matter of time before we hear Black Widow, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Lockie, all-round idiot. He's, he's a mate. He's not just a, just a guy I'm calling an idiot. Um, he says, great result. Uh, Nicholas says it isn't doing the Premier Access stuff, so that's good, and it's still coming out this year, so that's another plus. So they could have just kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. We're getting it this year. Yeah, that's good. That's the good thing. That's good. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Me too. It's going to be good. Um, Rachel's review. Rachel from Rachel's Reviews, I think it's a short-sighted decision. Nathan says the news I was so anxious about having to hear would have gladly waited a whole year to see it theatrically, but I get why that isn't possible. Uh, a lot of other people weighing in there. Thanks so much for, for writing in. But I think, again, it's one of those things that's kind of mixed reactions. But what I'm gaining from that is people are now just accepting that this is the way it is. Yeah, exactly right. And it's like, you know, fuck it. Like, it's shit. This is a movie I would love to see on the big screen. It looks gorgeous, really vibrant, beautiful-looking film with a lot of heart and soul, just a Pixar. It looks like this could be the best Pixar film in a lot. Like, it would be great to see in cinemas. But for how would that be up as, as 4K or yeah, just... Yes, probably. Yeah, they have if been putting it If you're a 4K TV, that oh, is going to be beautiful. beautiful. I know. And that's... Like, you've got a big screen and stuff. It's going to be good. Like, we're sitting here in our theatre room. We've got a big three-metre screen, so we can't complain too much. No. Um, but and a lot of people out there would want that huge screen experience as opposed to watching it on a, on a television, you know, a panel or something. But I think it's going to look beautiful... Again, excited. We're going to get it this year instead of next year. We're going to have to keep waiting. Awesome. Well, I think what's going to happen, uh, once cinemas reopen, um, they're going to have to have some kind of films to go into cinemas to kind of get people back in before they start releasing the big ones. Put Soul on. Put Mulan on. Put Tenet on. Limited run screenings. Get people back into the cinemas. See these movies that have, at that point, maybe been out on stream- streaming for like a year. Just get all these films into the cinema. Give people the chance to see them theatrically at least once, you know? I mean, it's just like limited limited things. Interesting development. They probably will. I reckon they will once. I think they will. A lot, a lot, of, the, a lot sure. of these things will go to a cinema like, one on one with, on. with limited releases after the pandemic. They're going to want to make their money back somehow on these and, and, releases. And, even, and if you, even if you watch it at home on Disney+, Plus, you, mm-hmm. chances are we'll go and watch it at the cinema as well. Hmm. I'm, like, I'm dying to see Mulan in IMAX. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. Tenet. Because they, they, they did an yeah, it was, uh, enhanced, IMAX yeah. enhanced version. It's been awesome. It will be awesome when we finally get to see it. Interesting development on Mulan. It's coming to to physical media next month. Really? Yeah. That they, was quick. Really weird surprise announcement. No notice or anything. A couple of days ago, Mulan's now available to buy on streaming services. A lot of people pissed wow. off. I've just fucking paid $30 for Mulan on Disney Plus and like less than a month later it's on streaming services with yeah, bonus exactly content, right? right? Yeah. That's a bad move. I got to say that's a bad move. Bit of move. a dick move, isn't it? Yeah. Um you've paid for it on Disney Plus. Like I I don't I don't buy streaming and stuff, but I know there's a lot of people out there who do buy streaming. I you'd rather pay your 30 bucks to have it on that streaming service with the bonus content and all that stuff as opposed to have it locked into Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's right. right. I think that's, yep. a, that's a shit move. Um, I love Disney. I, I support a lot of their decisions and stuff, but you've got to be critical where you know it, it, it calls for it. I think this whole, the, the way they handled Mulan, just a big, big 
stuff up. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's fitting, hitting physical media next month, uh, which will be 4K and Blu-ray kind of artwork and stuff started leaking out, little, um, what do you call it, like um, um, listings on, on media websites and stuff are popping up. Um, it's coming out in the US and Australia so far, as announced. Um, and it'll be released alongside the animated version of Mulan in 4K too, which should look beautiful. Mm, um, be nice. But but yeah, so you'll be able to buy Mulan physically. And like I, I like I agree, I'd be pissed off. Paid thirty dollars for Mulan, and then less than a month later, or like a month later, oh, you could have paid the same amount to buy the 4K yeah, disc. That's right. I mean, this was what a lot of people were complaining about at the beginning. Like, why do I have to pay thirty dollars? I'd rather pay that for a disc. Well, you, you can in a month time. Uh, I don't know. I just think the whole the way they handled all that was a bit of a put the price down. I think Disney Plus put the price down. Um, but anyway, uh, back back on track. With all that said, Warner Brothers they are still adamant that War, that Wonder Woman is hitting cinemas this Christmas. And see it happening. I'm not going to comment on that because you know <laughs> chances are they're going to put it back and you'll see it next. Well, year. how often do Who we knows? do this? Oh, is that coming out? Oh, I think it might. And then fucking next week. No, yeah. Sorry. Uh, director Patty Jenkins was quoted in Variety as saying, keeping audiences away from movie theatres will not be a reversible process. Uh, she also warned we could lose movie theatre going forever. It could be the kind of thing that happened to the music industry where you could crumble the entire industry by making it something that can't be profitable. Is this true? Well, we were talking about that last week. I think it was the last week we were talking about, yeah. weren't we? Mm. About the, you know, people will get used to watching yeah. watching this stuff at home and... They'll be comfortable with it, and even mm-hmm. if some occasionally they've got to pay, you know, twenty or thirty bucks to to watch it at home, they'll rather do that and spend a yep. hundred bucks getting a family in at the cinema yeah, exactly. to watch something, you know. Yeah, and people just get used to it. I like I like what we've been saying for weeks. People Again, lazy. It's just that thing. I saw Jeffrey Katzenberg give a talk six years ago, and yep. he said this exactly what he said was coming, and it's here. They've yep. taken the chance. They've taken the opportunity. They grabbed it. Grabbed the bull by the horns mm. and just gone with it. This is our chance. And people are getting comfortable with it. We can see it with the, the, the reaction to Soul. Yeah, Had that right. been a month ago with Mulan? Nah, fuck this. I'm not paying extra to watch this. I don't want this to go. I want to go and see it on the IMAX. I want this fucking. And then this week it's like, oh, well, all right. I'll take it. Yeah. We can see that shift already. It's, it's only in that like months difference too. Give it another but, six months. Or was it deliberate? I, was, well, it deli- was it a deliberate move by Disney to put that out at 30 bucks a to to watch it, so that then they can come out and they go, oh, this uh, one will give to give to you as knows? part of your subscription. Well, I don't know because we to have, get people subscribing. Well, again, we have had Ivan, we've had Adamus Fowl, we've had Hamilton all go free, but that Soul is a big one. That's like yeah, a that's big right. one to go there for. Who knows? I'm not going to comment on that. I'm not going to speculate. I, I don't. I don't know how planned it is. I think they're flying by the seat of their pants, just watching, just. I don't know. I think Mulan was just a just an experiment that didn't pay off for them, and unfortunately, Soul has um, become a, a casualty. I think if maybe they'd put Soul as the first one, that probably would have paid off better. I think people would have been possibly. more receptive to pay for Soul than Quite Mulan. Possibly. Again, Mulan's a film that had such a big controversy behind it, political things, um, and just again the whole "you want me to pay thirty dollars for that" kind of thing. Big controversies behind that. I think Soul would have fared better. Um, and especially like that would appeal for even the younger, younger kids too, like an animated film. I don't know. Mm. Um, but there was, there, well, there was something we were talking about just earlier that had gone. Oh, yeah, music, music um, DVDs. 
like concert DVDs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just I stumbled across something. I don't know what it was, but I I read it the other day. I was like, shit. Yeah, that's true. You don't. They don't release Blu-rays, DVDs no. of concerts anymore because no. it's all on YouTube. Yeah. They do like the, oh, we've got a live concert, we're going to stream it on YouTube. Or there's a Glastonbury concert and they put it up for free. Or they stream a Coldplay stream mm. a concert from somewhere, you know. Mm. They, what's the point of putting out the yeah. DVD anymore? Yeah. I didn't I didn't think about that. We used to buy them all the time. I'm thinking, shit, when was the last time I actually bought a music DVD? It's probably been, uh, been years. Would have been the last one Coldplay put out, which was like probably four years ago now. I've probably bought... I don't know, probably bought more since then, but don't know. they haven't been, they've been older. Yeah, I can't even think. Older stuff. I don't know. They've been current. Yeah, so that's than. something that's gone. Um, you get the occasional one here and there, but I'm just, it's not something, it's something I've not really thought about. Mm. But um, the biggest ramification of this domino effect that has been James Bond. This <sighs> is the big one. This is a huge one. This tells you how big this franchise is and how these cinemas were just relying on James Bond to bring in the money. Cinemas in the UK have been open. There's cinemas across the US that are open. Cinemas in Australia are open, other than here in Victoria, right? Um, and it's really, this is really the biggest news out of this week. Cineworld, which is UK's biggest cinema chain, have decided to close all of their cinemas in the UK and the US. The Times reported, cinema giant Cineworld to shut after 007 fiasco. Obviously, um, this was, again, going to be a huge film for UKs, uh, for the UK and cinemas. Uh, the article said, Britain's biggest cinema chain is set to close all of its screen after, uh, screens after the new James Bond film was delayed, uh, robbing, robbing audiences of a must-see movie and the industry of a lifeline. Cineworld, which has 128 theatres in the UK and Ireland, is this weekend writing to Boris Johnson and the culture uh, secretary, Oliver Dowden, to say the industry has become unviable because of the decision by film studios to postpone big budget releases. So it's 128 theatres in the UK and Ireland that are closing temporarily. Um, and this has said that they uh, they could put 5,500 jobs, jobs at risk. A majority of the staff are going to be asked to accept redundancies. Um, and Cineworld uh, later announced this is true. All cinemas are closing temporarily from October 9. So at the time we're recording this, that's today. Um, by the time you're hearing this, that's it, they're closed. Temporarily closed. Um, they're also going to be closing. Uh, Cineworld owns Regal Cinema Chain in the U.S., and they're closing 543 cinemas in the U.S. So God Ooh. knows how many jobs are at risk in the U.S. Oh, my God. Right? If you've lost 5,500 jobs in the U.K. from 128 th- uh, theatres, I don't even want to know how many jobs are lost by closing 543 cinemas. Uh, a, lo- a lot of those 5,500 jobs are probably going to be people, like office jobs and stuff, working like head office and stuff at Cineworld, but 550 Odd cinemas to close. That's uh, it's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot of people. <sighs> Will they reopen? It's going to be probably twenty thousand people, maybe. Probably. Well, I don't 20, know. I don't know. It's awful. It's so bad. You'd hope that you'd hope they reopen. Yeah. Well, one article I read quite a while back. This was like at the very beginning of the pandemic. AMC, which is another one of the big American theater chains, uh, they were very close to filing bankruptcy just like at the beginning of the pandemic. And even that article said, well, Cineworld's probably going to go the same way, Regal Cinemas. Um, 
I don't know, can they survive it? Can they survive being closed for an indefinite amount of time? I, I, d- I doubt it. I, d- I don't know. I, without knowing their financial situation, you just yeah, think, exactly. my God, how, how are they going to survive? It's insane. I mean, like, that's... You know, c- like, like we were saying last, last week, that in, like, late 90s, early 2000s, cinemas mm. weren't doing well. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Probably, probably right through until about, I don't know, maybe 2007, mm. 8, 9, something like that, when the, the Marvel... Avengers, yeah. You know, the, yeah, the Avengers and the um, and Star, Star Wars, Wars and stuff that. like that yeah. sort of drew, drew people back to the cinemas. Mm. And now with the pandemic and people getting used to streaming and all that sort of shit, um, I can't see all those chains surviving. No. I really can't. I think if they... Some will. Some, some, they might scale down. They might have, so for argument's sake, in New York, you might have, I don't know, how many AMCs do you reckon? Oh, I don't know. There'd be a couple. There'd be a couple in a few, yeah. Manhattan, you would think. Oh, yeah. They'll probably close all but one. Yeah, well, yeah, they'll, they'll, I think if they, once they'd have they to reopen, yeah, they'd have to go like, all right, we're going to open like 50% of the theatres again. Yeah. I don't know. This is just speculation, but I feel like I don't think all of those cinemas are reopening. That's like so an accumulative total of like almost 700 cinemas there. Um, wow. The best part of 700 cinemas in the US and the UK that are closed. I mean, how do you reopen all those after this? I mean, this this industry is it's going to be, you know, knocked knocked off its feet for a long time. Yeah, exactly. People are going to – it's going to take a long time for people, even once everything's over, like people to go back, to be comfortable to go back, comfortable in my own home watching stuff on streaming. Yep, that's right. It's crazy. Like, this is huge. Cineworld's not my cinema of choice, but they are an incredible theatre. Um, now, the only, only reason I say Cineworld's not my cinema of choice is because I, the, when, when I was in the UK, where I was, where I was living, the Cineworld was kind of in the dodgier end of town. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went to go see a movie one evening and almost got mugged. So I was like, I'm not going back to Cineworld again. But they are a great theatre, like really fantastic, like reclining seats and just like a lot of space, brilliant cinemas. I like the light cinema. The light cinema was close to where I was living and I could just pop down there in the morning and go see something. Um, And they were slightly cheaper as well, I think. Um, I don't know if they're going to stick around. I don't know what their financial situation is, but if the biggest chain in the UK... Can't survive. I yeah, just, but you got, you got you to remember worry. the the bigger the bigger the chain is, the bigger yep. the overhead. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got a smaller chain, so they might survive. they may they may have a better chance of surviving because right. they don't have the overhead. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's well, that'll be interesting. And of course, the UK has the Odeon as well, which is another big chain. So hopefully, they stick it through. I mean, we need cinemas. We need some to stay open. Mm. Uh, does this go back to what Patty Jenkins was saying about Wonder Woman? It's the beginning of the end. Possibly. We spoke about this last week, and I, I don't know. Like, we can we can speculate all we want, but it's changing so rapidly, like there week to week. The the, um, f- the um, streaming services are the ones that put the corona. Oh, out. well, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that will be the next bloody conspiracy, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. It's dire times, and it, like I said, rapidly changing, week to week. What are, what are, the, what are our cinemas here doing? Are they... There's been no real um, announcement of village, village or Hoyts, have they? They're closed. They're, well, yeah, no, they're, they're closed. They're closed. Our village sent an email out uh, like last week, which said we're opening soon. Okay, but that was it. Yeah, right. So, don't know. And, and oh, they've probably had pretty good, pretty good um, backing by the government and stuff too. Probably. probably. Well, we hope. 
We hope so. Well, that kind of leads into the next one because our government, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so for the last, uh, God knows, 10 years or so, right, our government and they have shown that they really don't give two shits about the creative arts in this country, right? Years ago, they laid off a ton of people at the ABC. This is the Liberal, liberal government? Yeah. I don't know. I oh, know it's Liberal government yeah, at yeah. the moment. Yeah, I don't know who it was then. I'm pretty sure it was. It must so. have been. It must have been. Um, but who yeah, it was, it, was. it, it had what, to it be because, because it was... Because it was, it was just after, not long after the election because they promised that they were going to put money into the, into yeah, the arts. And then, they and, and then just after the election, yeah. not, probably not within six months of the election and them getting in, mm-hmm. they turned around and they... They fucking defunded the they ABC. They said, no, let's defund this and let's defund that. So again, the ABC is the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, not to be confused with the American Broadcasting Corporation, ABC, that Disney owns over in the States. This is the Australian ABC. Um, so they're a government-funded body um, yep. that produce a lot of television shows and, and stuff in Australia, like a huge supporter of the arts in the country. Right? And the government, years ago, they just defunded them by a huge margin and laid off it, like hundreds of people. So this is just like our government, like for a country that used to thrive on its arts, right? Yep. It's like a complete backflip. So recently, this is weird, this is a weird one. It's been reported by Cartoon Brew. It's another really <laughs> is that a is that a is that a, a um a kiwi kiwi or Cartoon Brew Cartoon Brew. Uh, I think it's American page. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, another interesting ramification. This is I've, Literally, this has all come from this bloody corona thing as well. Okay? And this is, this is the more local impact of everything. This is the, this is, I'm just going to quote directly from Cartoon Brew. The article is Australia abolishes kids' content quotas. <clears throat> and their article reads, in, Austra- uh, in April, Australia's federal government suspended certain TV content quotas in the country in a bid to combat turmoil caused by the coronavirus. These quotas are now to be abolished for good in a move that has delighted broadcasters and dismayed producers of kids' content, including animation studios. The quotas required commercial networks to air uh, 260 hours of kids' programming and 130 hours of preschool programming per year, 55% of which had to be Australian. Under a new set of rules, due to come into effect on January 1st next year, uh, those obligations will be removed. Broadcasters will still have to ensure 55% of their content is Australian, but they'll be able to fill that quota with drama and documentary shows instead. Right, so broadcasters have been calling for the abolition of kids' content quota for years, arguing that children's uh, shows draw few viewers and therefore harm ad revenues. Okay, so it, this is not a stripping back of how much content is being made in the country, uh, but there's just not as much kids' content being made in the country, which I think is still just a shit um, because of the great kids' programs. Yeah, exactly. Like I had when I was a kid. There goes Bananas and Pajamas. Bananas, uh, Play School. Wiggles. The Wiggles, geez, yeah. Like just it just yeah. so much great kids' content. I don't know what the hell's out there at the moment, um, but I'm sure I think they still do Bananas. Um, but yeah, so there's a, a huge like scale yeah, I back. I think it's more a, um, I think it's more a digital thing now, isn't it? Yeah, it's like computer D- animated. D- computer, yeah, computer weird, animated thing. weird. Uh, used to be blokes in banana suits. <laughs> weird. <laughs> that was, that's that that's was weird. That's too. weird. Um, so, well, on one hand, yeah, 
we're still going to have the same amount of work, but they're stripping all this great content for the kids, which is nuts. And there's going to be less and less content for kids on, I guess, uh, free-to-air TV. Yeah. Like how... Next, next they'll start attacking the, the anti-siphoning laws. Oh, yeah. That, that'll be next. Yeah. You know, because at the moment there's, there has to be a certain amount of, um, certain amount of content... Um, I don't know what the percentage is that that, it, that has got to go to free to air yeah. before it can go to a streaming mm-hmm. service or a or a yeah, nah, you know pay per view sort of. So I reckon that'll get so touched up next. A lot of things are changing. It's just um, you know I don't know what the ramifications of this are in the long run. Whether this then means at some point they go oh d- let's just strip back Australian content to ten percent or something. Mm. I mean that's probably the worst. Uh, worst case scenario, uh, but like our our film industry is not, you know, not surviving very well at the moment. We we are we're importing work. We're we're getting U.S. film productions. We're going yep. here. Take this. Take our money. Come here and film your movies yeah, here yeah. to get money to our into our film industry and our to give our crews work. Like Thor, the new Thor film is being filmed out here. The last one was filmed yeah. out here. Uh, Shang Chi from Marvel is filming out here as well. Heaps of big movies are coming back to Australia now because our well, government's Chris, going... Chris Hemsworth push, is pushing yeah. for it, isn't he? He's yeah. pushing yeah, to yeah, have yeah. his next, I think and, his um, next three films or something, his next three yeah, movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least it's giving, at least it's giving um, Australian crews mm. work. Yeah, well, exactly at right. Least. But, but not, any profits not staying here. It's exactly right. It's not, it's not Australian stores. productions. I mean, you've got Taika Waititi. I think there's a couple. I think one or two of his is, are Australian productions. Okay, that's all right then. Yeah. Well, Thor, the two Thor, obviously directed by Taika Waititi, who's um, New Zealander. Um, so that's, you know, they, they wanted to film that on this side of the world. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the ramification of this are in the long run. Um, it means there's going to be a lot less animation probably. There's a lot of uh, really great animated programs that are made in Australia. Um, yeah, because we had a couple of big animated studios. One in, there's a big one in South Australia, I yeah. think. Isn't there a, yeah. Oh, well, we used to have – they used to – Pixar, in Melbourne. Pixar had an arm here, and I think DreamWorks might have had an arm. A lot of them no, closed. Well, there, there, was, there, was a, there was a big animation studio. I'm pretty sure it was in South Australia, mm. and they, they, were, they were in on it really early. And a lot of the, a lot of the um, large studios, like Disney yeah. and, or Pixar and stuff, were actually mm-hmm. getting their animation yeah, yeah, yeah. done by the Outsource. Australian company Well, here. actually, we get a lot of um, – well, again, uh, a lot of the American films, like the Marvel films and Disney, and outsource all the visual effects to Australia. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I know people who work in animation and uh, who are working on television shows, uh, Australian animated shows. I mean, I don't know what this means on that front. There's a lot of great, just there's a lot of great content, and that's content that's not going to exist now, which really sucks. Just, a, I just hope it doesn't mean. A continual watering down of well, the, hopefully not. Of those That's laws, the worry. Siphoning laws and all that sort of stuff. Like we've seen the last, and even just the last six weeks, we've been doing this podcast. How rapidly things are changing. Yep. Oh no, we're not doing this. Two weeks later, yeah, we're doing that. Oh, they won't. They won't do that. They won't do that next week. Fuck, they've done it. Yeah, and it's so quick. So yep. I don't know. It's something we yep. got to just keep our eye on. And it's changing. It's crazy. And this is like a crazy time for us to start the podcast because this will be an interesting document of. How yeah. it's all happened. Yeah, exactly right. That's crazy. Week to week, just changing. Week to week. Day to day. Yeah. You want some lighter news? Something that's a bit happier, more exciting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's move. Let's, let's, of course we do. Let's line it up a little bit. We've got past the doomsday stuff. Um, 
Some big news dropped this morning. Again, breaking news, right? Hollywood Reporter reports that Benedict Cumberbatch is joining Spider-Man 3 as Doctor Strange. Really? Yeah. I haven't heard this. this oh, is yeah. This just today. Bang this morning. I woke up to it. Oh, fuck. There's an email. What's this? Oh, fuck. Benedict Cumberbatch. Spider-Man. Yes. Wow. Right? Yeah. So this follows last week's... But, but, but which franchise? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Which Spidey franchise? Wow. Well, yeah. We'll get into that, right? So this follows last week's report that Jamie Foxx is returning to reprise his role of Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. So bringing Doctor Strange into the fold pretty much confirms this multiverse theory that we were talking about last yeah. week, right? Uh, because in both the next Doctor... Well, both Doctor Strange films, really, they kind of explored... The first Doctor Strange, they kind of explored the multiverse a bit. And the next one is called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, right? So it's going to just fucking open the floodgates. Um, and that's probably going to tie into the WandaVision series, Mm. So we just know they're going to be playing around with multiverses and well, I suppose alternate there's, timelines. If there's any character that can go from universe to universe, yeah. it's, well, it's Doctor Strange, yeah, because yeah, he opens the portals yeah. to go into. Yep. So that's how they're saying, "Fucking, hey, let's open this portal." Shit, oh, hey, fucking Toby Maguire, grab him, let's pull him <laughs> in, right? So that's what they're going to do, and they, 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 this is just, it's just like almost confirmation that that's exactly what's going to happen here, right? Um, so again, if you're not familiar with like what a multiverse is, it goes back to the comics. You had the comics around for years. Captain America goes back seventy years. Uh, Iron Man, Spider Man, all those guys spawned from the 1960s comics. Um, and over this long, vast amount of time, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of issues of comics, there've been alternate timelines. There've been different versions of the characters, and it said they all coexist, right, kind of at the same time, but they're all in just these different alternate realities, different timelines, and that's kind of what they're trying to do with these movies now. They're like, there have been so many versions of Spider-Man and so many versions of the Fantastic Four. X-Men are going to get rebooted, you know. So we've got all these different... Uh, Hulk, how many times has Hulk been on the screen by different actors, right? So now what they're doing is opening up this whole thing where they're like, okay, well, all these different franchises exist within this same kind of plane yep. of existence... And they're all running, you know, concurrently. concurrently. There's just alternate universes, right? So they're going to start bringing in, again, open up, shit, oh, it's fucking Eric Banner. Let's grab him, <laughs> right? So you have two, oh, two Hulks, uh, right? Um, so, That'd be interesting, two Hulks beating the shit out of it. Oh, right? that would be great, wouldn't it? And then bring in fucking Lou Ferrino as well. Danny Marsh would like that. Oh, Danny Marsh, friend of ours, <laughs> just loves, she loves the Hulk. Had a big, like that print of the Hulk on her bonnet of yeah, her car. Yeah, she had a big vinyl. Crazy. Vinyl, um, on, yeah. on the bonnet of her car. <laughs> Insane. Uh, so, yeah, I reckon that's um, pretty much bringing Doctor Strange in is almost a you know, confirmation that we're going to get the multiverse alternate reality kind of thing. Um, and they're now saying that the possible next big MCU saga, of course we had the Infinity Saga, which was all the Infinity Stones, Infinity Stones coming together over the course of 20 films. Now they're saying the next big saga could be the multiverse saga. Wow. What do you think? Last week we were kind of a bit like, ah, uh, we think now. Might be a bit of fun. I think so. I reckon. Yeah. Just jumping from yeah. universe to universe yeah. and having two or three different Spider-Men. And yeah. That would be fun. I reckon All that good. sort of stuff. Last week we were a bit, ah, uh, But the more, you, thinking about more it. you hear about it, you think about it, you're like, okay, they're going to actually make it work. There's, there's a reason behind it. You know Marvel, they're so meticulous how they plan everything. Um and it's almost like if you've got a good reason to do it, you can do it and, and you can find a really good way to do it. Doctor Strange is like the perfect conduit to do that, right? Exactly right. And, uh, Wanda, and um, uh, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, like she can create like alternate realities and visions and stuff like that. You've got these 
fucking magical characters in there now who just can. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, but that, and having now knowing that the that that's the way they're going with yeah. with um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. It sort of makes sense, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And it sort of makes you think, oh, maybe yeah, it'll it work as a multiverse. It might be a bit of fun. Could more, more experiments. I mean, yeah. at, the, at the point where we're now like, oh, we've had all these movies, what ne- What can they do next that's going to be that good? Well, I'm fucking getting excited again. I'm getting excited again, man. Mm. Oh, I can't wait. There has been some backlash, though, on this. The Hollywood Reporter. Always is. Right? The, yeah, there's always some kind of backlash, right? Hollywood Reporter says the move puts Cumberbatch in the mental role that was previously occupied by Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark and Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. The role gives Holland a chance to play opposite seasoned actors, gives Peter Parker a father figure, and gives the movie uh, the movie's extra star power while also tying them into the greater MCU. But a lot of people out there are saying, no, I want my Spider-Man to be his own thing. I want this version of Spider-Man just be his own thing. He doesn't need to have Iron Man there to hold him up. People, a lot of people out there call him Iron Man Junior because the way they set up the characters, like yeah. Peter Parker comes in. You know, I can I, understand that. I get that too. And now people are worried: oh, is he going to be Doctor Strange Junior now? I don't know. I have, no, well, I, I don't. don't I so. don't think so. I think I think the way they introduced Spider Man was great. Having Tony Stark come in, play the mental, mental role, yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a really great way to just introduce him. But yeah, you do want him to break away from that. I don't think they'll do that with Doctor Strange. I mean, the the well, there's no need to. There's no need. There's for no him need to, do to it. now because he's a seasoned Avenger. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. And the banter, the kind of that uh, chemistry they had in Endgame was great. Those yeah. scenes with. Just that real wit, like Benedict Cumberbatch has that really kind of dry yep. humor, that dry wit, and Peter Parker's just you know, a bit of a dick, you know, yep. it's just just a just a kid, right? Yep. Just a kid, just like bouncing off this really serious kind of guy. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd yep. be so much fun. I want more of that because that works so well in just those little small doses in Endgame. I think it's gonna be great. I'm really excited for this. And last week I was just so against Jamie Foxx coming back because I just, but this sounds great. Oh man, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm still not sure about Jamie Foxx though. Well, if well, if but they bring him in and give him a, a like another chance, play it like under under the direction. Underplay it. Play it a bit. Underplay it a bit. Yeah, play not, it. not underplay it. Just don't, not so melodramatic. Yeah, not yeah, so exactly. over the top. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure um, the director will rein him in a bit. I, I think a lot of that performance comes down to the director that was on the last films because yeah. everything in that was so over the top. And give so, him the see what he does. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, but yeah, so um, I did open up a uh, a discourse over on the Twitter to kind of find out what people were saying about this. Again, I said there's been a little bit of backlash, and there's also been some people have been excited about it too. Ben says more Doctor Strange is always a good thing. Some guy says that's his name. Some guy says with the <laughs> with the other Spidey rumors, it wouldn't surprise me if we're getting a live action Spidey multiverse with Doctor Strange as the connector. That's what we've been saying. Yep. Um, and uh, Owen says I think it's very exciting. However, I don't want it to be an easy fix for Peter's identity reveal. Uh, it better do uh, it better it better be to do with the multiverse. So I think everyone's on the same page here. Exciting, but. Pull it off. Hopefully they pull it yeah. off properly, right? Spidey 3 is set to open December 17, 2021. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Who knows? Uh, we've got some newly announced movies. I know we're running a, we're running a little bit. We're going to go a little over We're going a little over so today, I think. We apologise. If it's getting too long, just let us know. And we'll yeah. 
Yeah, we try and keep it down in an hour, but if we've got a lot of stuff, I feel like a lot of these episodes we rush a lot of stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, This is going to go an hour 20 probably. Probably. So if you don't like that, let me know. If you love it, let me know. Either way, I want to know. Please give me some feedback on it. Uh, We're just still experimenting really with this whole formula thing. Still trying to figure out how it works. Uh, We've got some newly announced movies this week, some fun stuff that we want to take a look at. Uh, There's uh, one called Mank. Which yep. has been announced for Netflix just this new, morning as well. New David Fincher film. Yeah, who of course directed Gone Girl, Social Network. Well, that, was, that was his last film. Yeah, that was his last Gone film. Girl, Brilliant. Love it. Or something. something like that, yeah. Brilliant movie. I love it. Uh, Social Network, great film. Seven. Seven brilliant great film. film. Zodiac, brilliant film, completely underappreciated film that you yep. just don't hear about enough, right? Yep. Um, so the synopsis for Mank. 1930s Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of scathing social critic and alcoholic screen, uh, screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz uh, who's, uh, as he races to finish the screenplay of Orson Welles' iconic Citizen Kane. Uh, Gary Oldman plays Mankiewicz. Um, and Amanda Seyfried is playing Marion Davies, who was a screen actor of the 1910s to 1930s. Lily Collins is playing Rita Alexander, who is the secretary to uh, Mankiewicz, and uh, Tom Burke is playing Orson Welles. It's a black... Nice little cast. Yeah, great cast, right? Nice little cast. It's um, opening in theatres, I believe, apparently, um, in November, limited run in November, and then it's going to open uh, on December 4th on Netflix. It's a Netflix film. Um, so there we go. We've been in cinemas for two weeks. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, it's been shot in black and white. It's a black and white film. And it has been shot in black and white. Apparently, they used a monochrome lens um, on one of the red cameras. It looks beautiful. Like the trailer, there's a trailer right there. It looks stunning. Oh, really good. I'm excited. Yeah, I saw the trailer. I think I only watched the trailer this morning. What do this morning? Went yeah. out this morning again. Yeah. So much breaking news, right? Yeah. Um, it looks I, beautiful. It looks, it looks so beautiful. Good. Oh. Yeah. I love a really good black and white film yeah. and, and shooting, black, shooting in black and white. Mm-hmm. In today's with today's technology, is just magnificent. Oh yeah, it looks but they're stunning. also they're also um, filter, putting a filter over the top too. Yeah, yeah, to give it that old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like uh, scratches up. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks good. But I think like there's been so many movies recently where you hear, oh, we've we're gonna do we're gonna release it in black and white, and then the studio at the last minute goes, nah, nah, no one's gonna see black and white movie. Let's open it in color. But this this suits it. This this. Oh, for sure. If you haven't haven't get on get on. To wherever you watch the trailers, yeah. you know whether it's IMDb or wherever, and have a look. It is beautiful. It yeah, looks, looks like it's going to be absolutely beautiful. What I'm so excited about, right, is that hopefully, hopefully, some younger people, maybe probably mid-teens, late teens, probably not younger than that, probably won't appeal to them. But what I hope from this is they watch it, they love it, and they go back and they explore some of the classics, some of the old stuff, right? Yeah. Especially Citizen Kane, which is. Just one of the greatest movies. It's a wildly experimental film. Orson Welles was 25 years old when he made it. Or like mm. mid-20s. The studio gave him complete reign. Like, and you at don't, 25. At 25. In, in the 1940s. Like that's huge. Right? You don't hear about that today, let alone back in the 1940s. This young kid comes in. He's got free reign, last edit, everything on the film, right? Well, I suppose it was all experimental back well, then. Oh, yeah, exactly. But that's... You know, it's one of those movies that's so famous for just that. But it's a brilliant film, just an amazing movie. And the, the, they they um, um, re-scandled that, didn't they? Yeah. And cleaned it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a beautiful film. Yeah, print. beautiful movie. Yeah. So hopefully 
again, hopefully that opens up people to go and re-explore some of the older films, um, which would be great. Uh, we got uh, another. In fact, I've got a question for you later too. Yeah, about old film. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm excited about From that. Sub, yeah, subscription sub, questions, subscriber mm. questions. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's another movie about the making of a movie coming out. It's called Francis and the Godfather. It's directed by Barry Levinson, who directed Rain Man back in the day. Uh, it stars Oscar Isaac as Francis Ford Coppola, the director of The Godfather, and one of our favourite movies of all time, Apocalypse Now. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. Love it, love it. Uh, Jake it's Gillen. in my top three, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is Robert Evans, who's a film producer and the head, who was the head of Paramount Pictures at the time The Godfather was being made. Deadline uh, reported that, it's a drama about the legendary and wild battles that went into the making of the 1972 classic The Godfather. It's based on a blacklist script by Andrew Farrot that was redeveloped by Levinson. So, you know, the black, you've heard about the blacklist? Yep, yep. Right, yep. so there's a list of um, all these really great screenplays that haven't been produced and they go on what's called the blacklist every year and a lot of them go on to get picked up by, like, independent studios and stuff and a lot of them are really great. So I'm looking forward to that. That should be fun. Um on the on kind of on the topic of the Godfather three, Francis Ford, who has gone back and re-edited Apocalypse Now, how many times? Three times. We've got three versions of that film. Uh, uh, Apocalypse Now, Redux, and the Final Cut. So yep. three versions. There was a five-hour work print at one point, right? That's normal for a movie, especially something of a big scale. But anyway, he's gone back to redo his biggest dud, one of one of his biggest duds of all time, the Godfather three. So he's re-edited it. They're re-releasing it as Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. Um, The description of it is Mario uh, Puzzo's uh, The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone, is an acknowledgement of Mario's and my... Oh, so this is a quote from Francis Ford. He says, an acknowledgement of Mario's and my preferred title and our original intentions for what became The Godfather Part 3, said Coppola. Right, so this, the original Godfather 3, he didn't want to make Godfather 2, let alone Godfather 3. Hey, the studio went, we're making a second Godfather. And he said, well, if you're doing that, I don't want anyone to do it but me. Yeah. So he's like, give it to me, right? And then many years later, it was like he got pushed into doing Godfather 3 and then the studio took control of it. That's why it's so shit. Uh, for this version of the first, actually, it's all right. But a lot of people don't like it. For this version of the finale, I created a new beginning and ending, rearranged some scenes, shots, and music cues. With these changes and the restored footage and sound to me, it is a more appropriate conclusion to The Godfather and The Godfather Part 2. And uh, I'm thankful for Paramount for allowing me to revisit it. Uh, so it's been ta- they've done a 4K scan of the original negative uh, to redo this. It's releasing on Blu-ray only on December 8th in the USA. But I would hold out because there's definitely a 4K reissue of this coming. And yeah. I imagine there's a 4K box set of the Godfather so. films coming, yeah. and this will be included. So I'd hold out on that Blu-ray, right? For sure. Much as I want to see this, um, yeah, they've cleaned it up in 4K. There'll be a 4K coming out, especially if uh, Francis Ford Coppola's behind that'd it. That'll look good too. Oh, it would look beautiful. I'm so excited. Um, Tom Hanks. Yeah, this one uh, you you uh, pulled up this morning. Yeah, News of the World. Yeah. Um, new film Tom Hanks is involved in yep. called News of the World, directed by Paul Greengrass, mm-hmm. who directed Hanks in Captain, Captain Phillips. Phillips, wasn't yep. it? Mm-hmm. Um, he also directed Born Supremacy, Ultimatum, and you know the, the Born series. Yeah. Um, they're saying it'll be in, in, in theatres this Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. So who knows? From Universal, this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, uh, this is like set five years after the end of the Civil War. Captain Jefferson, uh, Kyle, Captain Jefferson, Kyle Kidd, 
A widower and veteran of three wars now moves from town to town as a non-fiction storyteller sharing the news of presidents and queens, glorious feuds, devastating catastrophes and gripping adventures from the far reaches of the globe. He ends up having to take in like a 10-year-old girl and like return her to her family. Um, oh, it sounds quite good. There's a trailer. It looks really good. Trailer looks good. Love Tom Hanks. Yeah. I think it's set in the in the old... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's in, five in years... In the West after the, after the Civil War. Five years after the that? Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited. So it's like a Western, Tom Hanks in a Western. He's at Woody in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's never done a Western, has he? I don't think so. Not that I can think Woody. of. Not that I can think of, no. I don't think he has. Could be wrong, but I don't think so. So he's done everything now. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. He's done comedy, that. he's done drama, yeah. he's done everything. There's another Thomas. one. There's another one coming out. It looks terrible. <laughs> right? This big shit. I had a big backlash behind this one because it's got Mel Gibson in it. Mel Gibson's back. I don't know how this guy keeps getting work. I thought it was cancer. I thought they cancelled him. What's he worth? Five hundred million, isn't it? Yeah. Well, That's this is why. another. This is probably another case of I can't get work with a studio, so let me fund my own projects. I don't know. Probably. Who knows? I'm spitballing. I don't want to say it's something that's not true. It couldn't be. But you hear about this a lot, where uh, like that you can't get work with the studio anymore, so you find your own pictures. I don't mm. know if that's the case here. I'm not gonna, you know, whatever. But Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise did it. Yeah, exactly yep. right. Um, yeah, this is called Fat Man, and Mel Gibson is playing Santa Claus, uh, who must contend with a hitman sent from a disappointed child who's been given a chunk of coal. And it looks <laughs> dreadful, and it looks so bad that we're going to just have a look at a clip from the trailer here. So. Oh, check this. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I've lost my influence. Maybe it's time I retired the coat. Still have it. Some kids with a deer rifle put two holes in the sleigh, one in me. All I have is a loathing for a world that's forgotten. What's the job? I'd like you to kill Santa Claus. I've come for your head, fat man! You think you're the first? Think I got this job because I'm fat and jolly? That's fucking (laughs) terrible. That looks so bad. I mean, if you're going to come back and try and have a comeback, do something good. Oh, that's terrible. trash. That's trash. Absolutely terrible. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> Again, move I don't on. Know. Move on. Move, al- move, move on. it along. He used to do some great films, but he's, he's done some great stuff. Very over the years, but controversial. Just seriously, stupid. Mel. Just man. Move, move we like on. to claim he was an Aussie, but you know. <laughs> Because you grew up here and went to school here and all that. Bad noise. But my God. Yeah, anyway, uh, there's another one coming out called The 355 or The 355. It's got Jessica Chastain, Diane Kruger, uh, Penelope Cruz, uh, Lapidia Nyongo, uh, Bing Bing Fan, and Sebastian Stan, uh, Bucky Barnes. It's coming oh. from Universal. It's another one of these female-centric kind of action film things. Um, it's a dream team of formidable female stars coming together in a hard-driven original approach to the globe-trotting espionage genre. Uh, it's a top-secret weapon falls into mercenary hands, um, and uh, they got to pull the, together this team of, of um, essentially female assassins and spies from different spy agencies around the world. So Sounds a bit ordinary. British and it looks pretty ordinary. I think it's going to be one of those ones where it's, you know, just you buy it and you watch it when you just want something a bit brainless. Uh, Jessica Chastain I love. I think she's great. I think the whole cast is really good. Um, but Jessica, Jessica Chastain's fallen into this habit of doing these just really mediocre action films recently, which is weird because she's does some brilliant stuff otherwise. But I don't know. 
this will be something that we'll watch and just you know, just consume. It'll probably go to Netflix or something like that. Well, probably. I thought it Who was, knows? but I know apparently Universal wants to release the cinemas. They've not oh. given a release date, but I feel like this Sell is something. It off. I think this is something's going to get sold off to a streamer. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that's something. Like all these movies have just been announced, like in the nice last couple of days. days yeah. Thought it'd be interesting to pull them up, even if it pulls uh, pulled, put us over time. Um, but for now, let's get to some subscriber questions and round this podcast out, hey? Awesome, yeah, okay. Now, uh, last week we had a silly CMOS question. This week we've got a serious CMOS oh, question. Oh, yeah, CMOS is back. So Pete, uh, Pete CMOS, thanks for um, sticking by. Uh, he says, okay, I'll ask a proper question. Yep. All of his questions are proper. We love his questions. Yeah. Um, uh, on average, a film stays in theatres uh, pre-pandemic, approximately mm-hmm. four to six weeks. Yeah. Uh, with 2021 being so stacked, what will happen to the schedule in theatres? Will we see films come and go quickly or remain longer, uh, but with less showings? Well, I, think, I feel like we're seeing it already, especially with a lot of these movies that go into streaming for two weeks and then opening in cinemas, like the Mank. Like Mank. I mean, a big part of that is um, there's these regulations behind... If you want your film to be nominated for an Oscar, if it's going to Netflix, it has to be open in cinemas for a specific amount of time. I think it's like two weeks or something. So it has to be open in cinemas okay. so it can be um, uh, eligible. Uh, but I think they've changed the rules this year. I think, yeah, I think they have because... Because of the Net- pandemic and... Well, Netflix, they'll have to start including things like Netflix. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what it is. Streaming it's like, services. Well, because um, what, f- uh, what film was that? Aroma. One a couple of years yeah, ago, that's right. right? And that was a Netflix film, but they had to open in cinemas first to be eligible. So that's what they're doing with this. Yeah. But I feel like this is probably going to be like a pretty common uh, kind of way of releasing films. Two weeks in cinemas, then it goes into the home. Well, that, that, that one that we just spoke about before. Yeah, well, yeah, Mank. Mank. And again, this goes back to that Jeffrey Katzenberg thing I heard six years ago, which is exactly that. It's like we're opening for a very small window, then you can have it at home on whatever platform yeah. you want, right? Yep. So that's, I think that's the way that it's going to go. Uh, Tyler, Tyler Rogers. Love, mm-hmm. the, love the show. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. Um, been really enjoying the podcast and the content on the channel. With rumours of, of the Mandalorian coming to physical media and with shows like Stranger Things and... Castlevania out on Blu-ray. What other streaming shows would you like to see on 4K or Blu-ray? I don't know. Well, we kind of looked through a list of stuff and most of the stuff that I really love on Netflix is on Blu-ray, yeah. like The Crown or Narcos or you know, a lot of those shows, Yellowstone. Um, you know, a lot of those end up, especially the show Showtime stuff winds up on Blu-ray. Um, only thing I could really think of was like the Imagineering story, which was that Disney Plus documentary on the Disney yeah, parts. Brilliant, and only because it was brilliant, and I would love to have it in my. I've got a big collection of Disney documentaries on DVD and Blu-ray. I'd love to have it as part of that collection. Um, otherwise, my probably my favorite show that's on Netflix is Glow, which has just been axed. By the way, I'm devastated about it. They were announced for a fourth season, and I've had to cancel it. Pandemic. Because yeah. it's about wrestling, a show about wrestling, and they're oh, like, okay. oh, it's like really risky. Like a lot of shows are going back into production, but this because it's about wrestling and the contact and everything, they're like, we can't do this. Mm. And they can't keep everyone on con- on uh, uh, contract for a indefinite amount of time. So they've gone, no, we're just going to cancel it right here. It's just devastating. But anyway, yeah, I think that would be great on Blu-ray. I'd love that. Um, okay, Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owen says, uh, opinions on Jurassic World delays, thoughts on Disney Plus, physical Releases, predictions on what will happen to Pixar's soul. <laughs> and yeah. lastly, lastly, how are you? 
Well, we covered most of that. Um, yeah, we've covered all that. But I will say I'm doing well. Yeah, we're doing uh, other well. than all that, yeah, doing well. Uh, I mean, the, even though we're in the middle of this lockdown, it hasn't lockdown. really affected us too much. Well, we're good. very lucky about that. So, um, yeah. Okay, next one. Yubashuri. Mm-hmm. Is that how it's pronounced, do you think? I would say so, yeah. Yubashuri, Hopefully. I think. Uh, do you believe Black Widow would have done better than Milan if released in, on Disney Plus? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. A Marvel that. film on Disney Plus. No yeah. doubt about that. No doubt about it. I don't want that going to Disney Plus. I think it's inevitable, probably. Um, but I think, yeah, would I think Mulan, again, just such a risky thing, I think, for them to have done that with, yeah. Mm. Uh, Motion One Picture says, I am trying to watch some older movies. What would you rec- recommend? I've already watched Casablanca because oh. I know we, they, everybody knows you're banging on Everyone knows I love it. I always say Casablanca. If you want to know anything about cinema, you want to take a master class in cinema, you watch, watch Casablanca. Casablanca, you could learn anything. You can learn everything about movies and filmmaking from Casablanca. I can love that movie. Um, I've written down a list of stuff. Citizen Kane, I said before, it happened one night. It's like one of my favourite just rom-coms, amazing film. Um, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Beautiful film. Um, which is they're both done, uh, written, directed by Camp, uh, Frank Capra. Camp Frackra. <laughs> Frank, Frank Capra, amazing. Um, you said uh, you watch Casablanca, Bogart films, Big Sleep, Maltese Falcon, African Queen, brilliant films, Some Like It Hot, uh, Singing in the Rain, brilliant musical with Gene Kelly. Love his films. Breakfast at Tiffany's, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Cool Hand Luke, Rebel Without a Cause, Ben Hur, the Universal Monsters films, which I've been powering through at the moment. Anything by Hitchcock, Psycho, Real Window to Catch a Thief. Uh, that'll get you started. I don't think that'll get you started. Any of those movies, are there, to me, are like the greatest classics ever made. There's mm. so many more, but they will. I think they're, they're easy ones. To kind of, and I think they're the ones maybe I, I really started with to get into the classic movies and then really, oh yeah, exactly right. We got Marilyn and uh, Audrey and uh, Jimmy Dean and yeah. Grace Kelly and you know anything. Oh, cool. And of course, Cool Hand Luke came to me in a dream, didn't he? Oh yeah, he told you to build came to me and told me to build the theater. Yeah. so I did. So we've got him up there. <laughs> it was the first poster that went up. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Thank you. Next one. Um, blank blankness. Yep. What is the oldest film you have ever seen? Wow. I've seen the first movies ever made. Yep. Uh, if we talk about theatric, like feature-length films, the story of the Cali Gang, it's an very first Australian film. Yep. Very first, like feature, like feature-length, feature-length. But it was only narrative film. It wasn't that long though, really, was it? Well, and compared to today's, well, not well compared to today's, it was probably like an hour and a half ish. Probably. I didn't ever think it was that. I long. think it's. I think they've lost a lot of the film. Um, right. So. What version is out there at the moment? I think is like seventy minutes. Oh no, maybe the maybe the length of the original version was seventy, but there's only like half an hour surviving or something. Yeah, forty minutes. Or something, something like, like that. that. I th- yeah. I thought it was. Um, so that's probably yeah. I think I think the original length was seventy, and they've only like a lot of it's lost to time. I've seen that. Yeah. Brilliant. And there's a lot of damage to the. There's heaps of damage to it. Yeah, really bad. Uh, so that was 1904. Story of the Cali Gang. Uh, sorry, not the story of the Cali, Cali Gang. The Great Train Robbery was 1904. Story of the Cali Gang was 1906. The Great Train Robbery is like a short film, so it's like 20 minutes. So that's, that was 1904. I've seen that. I've seen Georges Méliès' uh, The Trip to the Moon, 1902, another short. Um, pronounce, it, pronounce its French name. Uh, Le Voyage dans la Lune. Terrible. Terrible. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you brought up one. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm not going to try and pronounce that. <laughs> uh, un, what is it? 
Unchain Andalou. Yeah, which is um, the Andalusian dog. Yeah, by Salvador Dali and Louis, Louis Bunel. Yeah, that was a that was a great. Film. I saw that at, when I was at college back yeah. oh, <laughs> forty yeah. no, forty years ago, but however long, long, time long ago, ago that was. Yeah, nineteen twenty nine. That one, ago. the uh, Georges Méliès film Trip to the Moon, nineteen o two. I don't know if I said nineteen o two, but that's like yeah. But I've like I've gone back. I've I've studied film for a long time. And, like, I've gone back and watched the very first pieces of footage ever filmed. You know, so if you're serious about filmmaking and interesting about the history of film, you're going to go back to, like, the really early stuff and just kind of see how it was all experimented. But some of the earliest stuff was just, like, a train, like, driving towards a, a screen yeah. or a horse, yep. you know, um, racing. You know, just really weird experimental things. I've seen all that. So, I was, yeah, right back yeah. to the beginning of the 1900s. Uh, Mimu Manu. Um, well, he wants to, he or she yeah wants to know why did you wear a beanie? I um I had locked down, couldn't get a haircut. <laughs> it was very long. It was awful, and I didn't want to be on camera with it. So I was wearing a beanie. Uh, finally got a chance to get a haircut, and uh, I can be beanie for. Uh, pardon me, I can be beanie free. I am uh, wearing a hat at the Where'd moment. Where did you get your haircut? Uh, well, you did it, didn't you? <laughs> I can't go to the bloody hairdressers. <laughs> no, so I was exactly like, just, right. I just, can you just take to my hair with a bloody razor? Pair of, pair of clippers. Pair so of I got clippers, the clippers yeah. out and clipped his hair for him. Oh, there oh, you I go. did a pretty damn good job too, yeah. I reckon. That was actually pretty, I was surprised. Next question. Next question. Happy Dude Studios. Now, what's a film that, lo- what's a film that is lost to time that you wish to see? There's a lot of them, but the one that stands out for me is a Jerry Lewis film. It's called The Day the Clown Cried. From 1972, mm-hmm. and the uh, synopsis of this on IMDb. I've seen this. Uh, yeah, well, they've released only little bits. They have never released the movie. Oh, really? Yep. A circus clown is imprisoned by Nazis mm. and goes with Jewish children to their deaths. Yep. Right? And this was it's a very, heavy. very controversial, very heavy film, and they're like, we can't release this. Um, and it's in his will that's like, you can't release this movie until like X amount of years after I'm dead. It's in the hands of... Uh, some film preservation society has it, and they were allowed to release it X amount of years after he, he died, basically. But it's like the clips they've released. There's like five or ten minutes of it out there, which you probably have seen. I have seen. I have um, seen and it's heavy, man. Yeah, it's really heavy. heavy. The stuff I've seen. Like there's a, there's a scene where he's in one of the camps and he's got, he rips um, a barbed wire off the fence and puts it in his teeth, like pretend to be like a – you know, like a walrus yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Yep. Just really, just weird. Yeah. It's heavy. It's heavy. But yeah. yeah, I'd love to see it just because it's one of those one of those things. BC, BCNA Sanderson, yep. what is your opinion of The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle? That's a good one for you, actually. You Ooh, grew I grew up with, up with Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle was my older brothers. I've got a, a brother that's two years older than me yeah. and a couple that are, another couple of brothers are younger than me. Yeah. Um, it was his favourite. Cartoon, yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle. It was fantastic. I, I loved love it. it. I love it. I too. loved it. So you, fun. You know, of course, you've got, you know, like all the other characters in there, mm-hmm. um, like Sherman and Peabody, and yeah, and, all those um, came. Dudley Do Right. They all came Do-Rite. from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dudley Do Right was one of my favourites. Mm. Yeah, that no, was great. Um, yeah, so yeah, love it. Yeah, love it. Good show. Um, Couple what, more. Uh, Catherine Alvarez. What was your what was your equivalent of Disney Afternoon Cartoon Block? Well, we had all the Disney afternoon cartoons, but yep. I think they were just probably played on Saturday Disney or there was one called Studio D on the Disney Channel. They just played the block there of was, cartoons. There was one. There was one. 
um, there was one for a few years there. In fact, mm-hmm. I know the I know the mm-hmm. lady that hosted the show. Yeah, um, um, she was a model that I used to shoot. Anne, right, Anne yeah, Marie. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was a that was a that was Saturday Disney, wasn't it? No, it was a. I'm pretty sure it started as a weekday thing, and, oh, and it was on know, at about maybe it was on at about four four p.m. or something after sure. sure. Maybe. Well, um, there you I go. I can't remember what that was. Um, Liam Hull. Yep. Um, if you could go and watch any movie in the cinemas for the very first time again, which would it be? Probably like Avengers Endgame or Infinity War. Just the oh. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now, yeah. Oh, I've seen that in cinemas like three times. Amazing. Brilliant. But I think just for just like that, oh, the atmosphere and the build-up and just everyone just a buzz was like Endgame. It was just palpitating, mm. you know. One more question. Tom Tom Bodoon? Bodoon? Yeah. Bedouin? We apologise if Sorry, we pronounce Tom. that wrong. Yeah. We can't pronounce names. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, what new bonus features do you think they'll add to the 20th anniversary Lord of the Rings uh, releases next year? Yeah, well, they've just announced they're bringing Lord of the Rings films to 4K and the Hobbit films in two separate box sets, bare bones, no bonus features, and they're going to bring, bring out a big box set next year which has got all six films and suppose probably all of the bonus features that have existed before it and some new ones. Now, mm. Lord of the Rings are some of the best documented films in history. Um, the When they did the extended editions um, on DVD for the first time, Peter Jackson released all of his diaries, his behind-the-scenes diaries, hours. like I mean like five, six, seven hours worth of documentary material per film. So there's hours worth of stuff, right? Yeah. So this is just the best documented series ever. If you're into special features and stuff, it's the greatest making of documentary series of We've watched the, watched the shitload of those too. Oh, yeah, I watched most yeah. of them. I don't think I got through all of them, but I watched most of them when I was younger and they first came out. Brilliant. So what else can you offer? Well, I don't know because, there's, like I said, there's hours of it. The entire filmmaking process has been covered. I think the only thing you can do now is like a retrospective documentary on like the the impact on culture, the impact on cinema, you know, how cinema has evolved in the last 20 years since Fellowship of the Ring came out. Maybe like a roundtable discussion with Peter Jackson and the cast and crew. I well, think they were real seminal films. Weren't they? Oh they, yeah, like the, the, they were real groundbreaking. Oh films. yeah, especially bit, Return of the King. Bit bit like um, Star Wars was. Oh yeah, the yeah, well, yeah, the original yeah. Star Wars mm-hmm. back in the seventies. Well, they 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 were they were used to you know break the ground for motion capture, motion capture and right. digital. You know, following the wake of George Lucas doing the digital things, these were like the first real ones that started employing the visual effects on such a huge scale. Mm. Um, so, like, that's why it's just so important to go back and watch those special features and stuff. And I've said on here before that one of the very first filmmaking books I ever read was Andy Circus's book on how they developed Gollum as a character, specifically with the motion capture technology and all that. Like, ter- terrific book. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think that's the only thing they can add to it is like a look back on how it's changed cinema. You know, a respect, a retrospective thing because that hasn't been done. Mm. Um, what has been done is the documentation of the film as it happens. Right. So now you're 20 years later, you look back on it, which is what they've done with Star Wars to death. Yeah, yeah. Right? And this is probably the last time they'll do some sort of expansive features. You'd yeah, exactly. We so. Because when they did the Blu-rays, as far as I can remember, there were no new bonus. They just bundled all the old stuff back onto it. Yeah, I um, think you might be right. So now it gives them the chance to do like a sort of a, a retrospective, a retrospective thing. I think it'd be quite good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Sure. I'm holding out for that box set. And just one last thing before we do go. Yep. 
Today is the 9th of October. You know what that is, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My personal hero's birthday. Mm -hmm. He would have been 80 years old today. John Lennon. Yeah, man. I grew up listening to this guy and and the Beatles. 80. From back from the first I heard of them was I, I would only have been probably... Five years old, maybe mm. five, four or five years yep. old, that I can remember. Mm. And one of my uncles lived with us, and mm-hmm. he lived in a, yeah, in a um, granny flat out the back. And he would play "Let It Be," play mm. "Let It Be" to death. And I remember him playing that on a, on a little portable record player yeah, out the wow. back. And I fell in love with the Beatles <laughs> then, and, yeah. and over the years have have come to appreciate what they have meant mm. to society oh, yeah. and what. In particular, John Lennon had mm. been to to um, to music, yeah. I suppose, because he was the driving force. I believe he was the driving force anyway. I think so. To it, um, sure. You know, oh, so well, you um, well, he's looking over us. So if yeah, you, if yeah. you're watching, he's in the back corner, in the back there, there. just standing um, by. So yeah, so um, but he was what forty when he passed away. So it's been he forty was, years was, since forty. Yeah, forty he was. Wow, forty years since he died, and yeah, and I remember. In fact, I yeah. remember where I was and what I was doing at the time. Mm. I was actually at the local swimming pool, yeah, and they announced it over the PA system wow, that's insane. that John Lennon had just been assassinated. Crazy, and um, uh, the whole place just emptied out. Mm. Everybody went yeah. home, and I certainly went home and sat in front of the TV and yeah. was absolutely wow, devastated because it only it had only probably I think it was probably about a a month earlier. His mm-hmm. his album Double Fantasy had come that's out. That's right, yeah. And I and I bought that the day the day it was released, yeah. I made sure I had a copy of that the day it was released, and um, it was it was about a month later, I think, yeah, that he same. that he was shot. One of that he he, shot. he signed a copy of the album for the killer, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Oh, we won't man. mention his name. No, not worth it. No. Um, he went up for parole recently again. He'll denied. Never, he'll never get out. Yeah, keep him in there. Hope he doesn't. Hope he rots in there. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of today's show. It's been a bit of a downer. Uh, oh, but been tr- some good stuff. We tried to bring it bring it back up again, and we I think we did. Uh, but look, guys, uh, that is all the uh, all the time we have today. We went a half an hour overtime. We're sorry again. Yeah, again. Let, let us know if it's okay. If it's not okay, let us know. We're still experimenting with this. Um, we you can, can easily do an hour and a half show every week. I reckon we could. I reckon. But we'd... Um, if. They don't want it. Well, exactly right. Just <laughs> let us know. Um, look, you can find me on YouTube at Dave Lee Down Under, uh, over on YouTube, uh, sorry, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, just search me. Otherwise, links for all that down in the description below. This episode goes out on all major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, the visual elements on YouTube. Uh, Patreon supporters get the visual element two days earlier. Um, uh, at patreon.com forward slash Dave Lee Down Under. If you'd like to support myself and the podcast for as little as a dollar a month, if you are listening on podcast platforms, we'd really appreciate the good reviews. Just uh, good ones. Just the good ones. Um, this week on YouTube, um, I, I just launched my 10 scariest Disney cartoons as well as my Disney Plus Right Stuff review. This week coming up, I've got the top 10 Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. I'm excited about that. Also a review of Disney Plus crowd, uh, Clouds that goes up on Tuesday. My interview with the film's director, which I did this morning, Justin Baldoni, will be up at some point next week or the week after. Uh, again, I've got a SpongeBob competition. If you'd like to go in the chance to win SpongeBob Season 9, that's for my Aussie subscribers. On, is that DVD? On DVD. DVD. There's a, a video on my channel you can go and check that out and enter thanks again to old mate rick for joining me thanks dave we'll see you next time take it easy take it easy